Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa. We're a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, create content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shear, and my guest today is Rish Bandari, founder and CEO of Content Beta, a content production agency for B2B software companies. And Rish is here to talk with us about a really important topic, which is creating content, specifically video content, for every part of the funnel, for every stage of the B2B customer journey. So first of all, Rish, thank you so much for being here. It's great to have you as a guest. Thank you for having me. So let's just, let's just jump right into it. I think any marketer worth their salt would agree that, you know, when it comes to content creation, you can't just look at one part of the customer experience, one part of the funnel, you have to be strategically creating content for every stage. But I want to get your take on that. So first of all, why does that matter? I think mostly towards the B2B brands. I mean, most of the B2B brands, they focus on top of the funnel. And they miss a lot of juice when they've already attracted somebody's attention. And I think if you miss that, I think you will see a lot of churn within your funnel. And I think even outside video for any type of content, I think creating content for middle and bottom of the funnel and even post-conversion for, uh, for attention kind of brands, it's quite important. I mean, you mentioned that you're missing opportunities. It obviously is important to get people's attention in the first place near that to just get them in the funnel, right? But once they're already in, you might assume like, well, they're, they're already in, you know, we, we got them. Let's just make the deal, close the deal. But you're saying, no, you need more content for every stage of the funnel. So why, why do you, why is it important that you have content, not just for the top, but everywhere along this, along the funnel. I think with evolution of business specifically for tech, tech, tech companies, it's very easy to create the tech back on, back in again, right? You just hire the same team and build that same product. And no longer the features are going to separate you A versus B, right? And nobody's going to say, hey, A has more features than B. B will all, always catch up, maybe a month or two late. But what they can't copy is the way they acquire customers, way they make them feel, way they retain them, right? And for that, content plays a key role in order to communicate with customers even beyond your product. And I think what makes some tech companies special than the other tech companies is always the way they make their customers feel, and that's mostly through content. So I think content is a really powerful differentiator in a crowded market. So that's a great point, right? A lot of these platforms can kind of get to a point at least where it's hard to differentiate or it becomes a little commoditized, right? But you're saying the way that the customer experience can be unique, that's where you can kind of compete on a different level and really differentiate. And that, of course, involves the content you're using to engage your customers, right? So, so far, we've been talking kind of just generally about content, but let's talk specifically about video content. Is there anything peculiar or special about video content compared to other types of content, written content, audio content, that makes it especially important to have different kinds of video content for different stages of the customer journey? Think about who your audience is, right? And as you know, everybody learns in a different way. Some people are readers, some, some people love, learn things by listening, some people learn things by watching. Right. So I'm not going to compare that. Hey, 
this podcast is better than video or videos are better than text. I think everybody has an equal amount of space depending upon who your audience is. The problem with video, I think they are a bit more ignored, right? Because it takes some time to create content or keep them updated. updated. And because of more time and more effort, it's also expensive. That's why people have stayed a bit away from videos and stuck more to text. But I think new tools and uh, technologies are helping video bring back into the game. I mean, the consensus certainly seems to be just out there in among marketers. You know, you, you, you read this everywhere that video is the way to go. You know, if you're not doing video, that's a problem. And I think there's a lot of data to back that up. I'm no expert, but at least that's what I read. So let's talk in terms of examples, right? What's the difference between or what should be the difference between video content that's more positioned for at the top of the funnel compared to video content that's further down the funnel? How are those things different? If you can give us some examples of those, that kind of video content. I think when your prospect or your customer is in the top of the funnel, your goal is to not convince him to buy. I mean, he's at the stage where he is kind of aware of his problem. And what you have to do is educate educate them that, hey, this could be a possible solution, but we don't know each other. And what the kind of content I would create to educate my audience is like how-to videos, educational videos around their problem areas. Second, I would focus on uh, webinars, podcasts, so that they learn more about, so that I can give them value in the area which I'm into, and they learn more about what we do. And third, I would go to the SEO way, right? So look at my top four or five blocks, see how they are performing, and just to make them more defensible, create video within that blog, embed there so that you could have more data. I mean, yeah, you can... The Google algorithm will think that, hey, you are more comprehensive than just text-only blog. So I think that's how I would think of top of the funnel. If you go below towards the mid of the funnel or bottom of the funnel, your prospect is problem aware, he's most likely solution aware, right? So what now your goal is to make sure that he gets a this solution would be a good fit for his problem. And to do this, I would create content around my product, right? So if I if if I'm a software company, I create explainer videos, product demo videos, videos around different use cases. I could even create a customer videos, right? So things like, I mean, tell a story about your customer who fixed a problem using uh, your product. That way, my goal is to see how many signups did I have? How many conversions did I have on my landing pages? While at the top of the funnel, my goals were, hey, what's the count of my video, right? I mean, how many people have watched it? If I put it on social media, what's the engagement? How do I measure engagement? These are different ways of measuring, different ways of measuring the success of your video content on both top of the funnel and middle and bottom. What I'm taking away from what you're saying is top of the funnel, it's more like getting to know you, right? You mentioned that the prospects, they don't know you yet, right? So part of the goal here is kind of introducing yourself, get to know you. You're not yet trying to sell anything, but then further down, they're aware of the problem, a little more aware of the solution, and they're in your funnel now, so they're at least somewhat interested in what you have to say about it or what, what you offer. So then you're getting more towards product marketing type stuff. Well, here's what we actually do. Here's how it works. Here's what we can do for you. Am I on the right track? Exactly. And you basically have to help them with that decision process. I mean, of course, you can't push them to buy something, but at least the type of content which will help them evaluate A versus B or what would happen if I didn't, I didn't make this change. 
Right. So you're sort of meeting customers where they are in the different parts of the journey with content that speaks to their needs at that particular point. It seems like the, the purpose of having this different kind of content. So let me ask you another question. Going back to the content that's near the top of the funnel, how much emphasis, in your opinion, should be put on what you already described as helping educate on education, right? Helping educate customers about the nature of the problems they're dealing with. Obviously, that needs to be on there. In your opinion, how much should you also be focused on like introducing yourself? And by yourself, I mean literally like whoever is in the video the, or the, the representative from your company. How much does it matter, you think, that the prospect kind of puts a face to the company and they're like, oh, Rish, okay, there's this guy named Rish in the video and he seems likable and he's sort of sharing his thoughts and I'm getting a sense for what kind of person he is. How much does that matter, do you think? I think it matters a lot. If you have a face to your product, you basically humanize the relationship you have with your audience. And what I've noticed, especially in the tech companies and the coaching industry, a lot of emphasis is there on, let's say, founders' personal branding. Look at Sam Parr, look at Dave Gerhardt, right? So, I mean, these are not, well, Dave Gerhardt is not a founder, but they have a personal branding around them which makes it directly linked to the success of your product, right? Because when you talk, when you talk, people will listen. And when you when people listen, they also know, hey, by the way, he starts this company, or by the way, he leads marketing at this company. And I and I think in this age of social media, especially where the attention spans are limited, it's very important to stand out, right? And the way only way you can stand out is by having a point of view. And only a person can have a point of view and inanimate object cannot. So I think I really think personal branding, well, basically having a face, somebody putting his own ethos to the world, I think that's pretty important. Do you think that's most important for that top of the funnel content, or does it remain just as important all the way through? I think it remains important all the way through, although post-conversion type of content, I think it's not so relevant because now the customer is not just talking to, say, the founder or the marketer, but entire team could be operations, could be success. But I think it... Uh, Top of the funnel for sure, because that's where you need most efforts to attract attention. That makes sense. And I mean, I think that's part of the argument for video, right? And audio too, by the way, but that if you're trying to humanize and introduce yourself or the people at your company to prospects, well, if it's a, if it's a good video, people can see you, they can hear you, they can read body language, your facial expressions, that that's you want people to get to know you, they have to see you and hear you. What's your advice then for marketing teams that, you know, as you described at the top of our conversation, a lot of, as you've observed, a lot of SaaS companies, pretty good at the content for the top of the funnel, maybe not so good at don't have enough content for the middle and, and lower parts. What's your advice then for marketing teams that have this challenge and they need to get better at creating content for all parts of the B2B customer journey. What's your advice there? How do you, what's, what's the first step you take toward getting better at that? I think first measuring your marketing funnel, where are you lagging? I mean, you, are you lagging towards converting your traffic into visitors into your lead or converting your lead into customers or maybe probably retaining your customers for a lifetime, right? So first identify what you want to optimize and then start creating content. Now in creating a content and especially anything more for the video content. I see a lot of people focusing on 
hey, this is what I am. What I what I see missing is the story part, right? I mean, videos are videos because they connect emotionally and it's very engaging. And the way to continuously capture that attention is by telling them the story, right? So I think um, the marketing team should first sit down and create a story in their head, right? I mean, how do you convince somebody to, do, to take some, some action? How do you make it engaging? How do you say that, hey, somebody tried this and didn't work out, they tried another two alternatives, and this is how it worked out. So kind of have an interesting story to tell. The other point I would highlight is think distribution first. So don't think that, hey, I want to create those five videos and that's my KPI or that's my goal. Think about distribution. Where do you want these videos to sit on? What do you want to achieve from this content? And go reverse, then create going content first. And a third I would say is uh, don't ignore the content which you've already created. Right. So for example, you would have done a long form webinar, like an hour long webinar or maybe an hour long podcast or an event show. Use that recordings and create repurpose that content into could be blogs, could be like social media posts, quotes. And by doing that, you're not spending the same time and effort to create fresh content, but probably a fraction of that to repurpose existing content. I think I would just put up these three points as how to get started. So Rish, finally, how can people connect with you? If you need any content help for your B2B SaaS, you can reach out to Rishab at contentbeta.com. It's R-I-S-H-A-B-H at contentbeta.com. I'm also on LinkedIn. Uh, just search for Rish Pandari. Okay, very good. And we'll, we'll put the link to the company and to your LinkedIn page in our show notes. Folks, you can... Uh, contact Rish that way. And um, well, Rish, thank you so much for your time, for a great discussion and uh, for sharing your wisdom. Really appreciate it. Thank you. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's C-O-N-N-Versa.com. The B2B Content Show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting. Check us out at conversa.com to learn more about how we help B2B brands start podcasts to connect through conversation with the buyers and decision makers you need to get to know to grow your business. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.